El Camino People, The Podcast, Episode 18. Today, you know, we are all stuck at home again. Uh, we just been told in Spain that we're going to be stuck for another 15 days. So why not, you know, making a little fun and, and fun, having a different kind of uh, of person invited to our podcast. Today we have with us Marcus Ryan, all the way from Australia. How are you doing, Marcus? Hola, ¿cómo estás? Muy bien. Uh, How is your Spanish? Sí. Um, un poquito. Yo... En, es, estudia en eh, Guatemala para dos semanas en 2000, uh, no, 2018, no, Ajá. ¿cómo? ¿Sí? ¿2018? Uh, ¿Sí? No, <ríe> sí, um, pero yo, yo probar, eh, yo solo practicar eh, cuando yo viajando. Eh, no, no, necesito practicar um, otras palabras. <laughs> that's good i guess so so you live in guatemala yeah. for a while so how is how are things i'm like right now you know for the people that don't know you you are you're, you're a stand-up comedian i'm like and you and you walk the camino and right now you're yeah. stuck in australia how's life in australia with all this situation i'm I'll, so i'll tr i'll try to continue doing uh english but i'm i always find that um when i'm talking to someone who's a natural Spanish uh, speaker, I, I feel like I have to start talking Spanish or try to anyway, because it's, <laughs> it's, it's like one of the only times where I get to practice. If, if you just... want, you know, we, we have the, the podcast, you know, at the beginning, because all, all, all the people were asking me, like at the beginning, when, when the Camino people was born, everything was in English because it was easier. You know, I live in the States, everybody speaks English. So when yeah. I create the podcast, we have the English podcast and we have the Spanish podcast. 
So okay. we can invite you, you know, we're going to have plenty of time these days. So we can try to do the, this interview in Spanish for the, for the Spanish speakers. I don't, I don't think that would work. I think, I think uh, my <laughs> Spanish is not, not good enough for that. I, I, I will probably just be speaking English and then every now and again, I'll say one or two words. Like cerveza, baño, and... Sí, sí. Um, I, I think um, it, for me, it's a, um, I feel like it's rude if I don't keep trying to keep speaking Spanish. So. That, you know, for me, that well, one of the hardest things when I moved back to Spain is just keeping to use it. So I don't know how, you know, how hard and how easy it is to use Spanish in Australia. But if you don't use it, you lose it. And that's the problem. Exactly. Yeah. Although when I was in, uh, in Barcelona, of course, uh, I would find if I went to a bar and I, I, you know, I spoke with the Spanish I'd learnt, um, you know, some of the, the barmen just look at you and don't even want to talk to you because they know that you're not uh, Catalan. Yeah, like, uh, right. that, you know, that, that's one of the weird things when people come to Spain, like we have the Catalan, we have the Basque, we have the Gallego, we have, I'm like, we are all so proud of our roots and everything. But it's funny because at the end, everybody's done. But that's one of the things that is, is true, you know, in Spain, when you try to, you know, as I travel to other countries, when you try to speak the languages, sometimes they try to help you. Here in Spain, I don't know how did you feel when you try to use your Spanish. Were people more often, you know, answering you in English or, or they will try to, to speak to you in Spanish? And that's what I found as well. Um, not just in Spain, but uh, I, I traveled through Central and South America for um, quite a long time. And everywhere I went, I was trying to practice my Spanish, but every single person was trying to practice their English. So <laughs> when, I, when I made the effort to talk to them, they saw me and said, oh, we need to practice English. And uh, I, I never got to speak Spanish to the locals. So um, it was, it was, uh, I, I think Spain's pretty good. I mean, I, I had a good understanding of the language before I went to Spain to do the walk. So I was okay to have basic conversations with people. Um, and I think when they, when they hear you talking Spanish uh, in a you know, confident way, they just assume that you're fluent in Spanish. So they will, of course, return with a very fast Spanish. And I know. <laughs> and I, I know. I'm sorry. I'm, I have nothing. I'm nothing. That, that's pretty funny, you know, because I've been traveling a lot and I know a little bit about a lot of languages and I, and I have a quiet accent. So, you know, I can, I can speak a little bit of French. I can even speak a little German, Italian. And when you answer someone in that, they, they believe that you're just fucking fluent. And as you said, and here in Spain and mostly in the north, I know we speak yeah. super fast. Even for me, you know, when I speak oh. English, a lot of people, they are like, okay, slow down, you know. Of course, of but, course. But in, um, by the time I got to Argentina, after a year and a half traveling, I had this giant beard. Um, I've, of course, I was covered in um, uh, souvenir, like little necklaces and, or, you know, the very, <laughs> I looked like a proper hippie traveler. And uh, everyone in Argentina thought I was Argentinian. I just assumed I was. I'm like, you, you have the look, really. I'm like, you really don't look. You, I don't know what kind of roots do you have, but it, you, you can be Argentinian for sure. Yeah, I was getting people come up to me thinking I was Argentinian, and of course, when I, when I, um, because I'm a comedian and uh, I do some acting, I, I like to mimic things. And <laughs> when I, when I hear an accent, I try and talk in that accent as well. So I don't, I don't talk Spanish like. Uh, Hola, como estas? Yeah, you're you not know, I, I, you're not a gringo American that le learn Spanish in Texas asking for burritos. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'll, I'll be in Argentina and I'll be like, oh, eh, ¿dónde es la pasa? Like, I, I just <laughs> I speak, 
I started speaking like them, and um, and so of course they started thinking I was one of them, and, and then I had to had to run away when they found out I was a fraud. <laughs> I guess, you know, here in Spain is one of the things, you know, when we used to get out, you know, at night uh, when we were like teenagers and stuff, you know, Argentina, we're kind of like, you know, the Argentinian accent is so, always works, you know, with ladies. So we always try to, to play the, those accents. So I guess that's kind of, then they figure out that you're not Argentinian or French or anything, you know, fancy. You're just from the same old town that they are. But I guess that that's life. So tell us a little bit, Marcus. I'm like, you, you are born in, in Australia. You've been traveling all over the world. You, you've been always a stand-up uh, comedian or how, where, where did you come, did, you know, that love for, for comedy and for, for storytelling? Uh, I think the the love of storytelling was probably and comedy as well probably from a young age watching television uh, watching a lot of comedians and um, realizing that people like to you know can do that and I started doing impressions and things like this um, and I also uh, was was good at it I, I made my friends laugh in school and I started doing little sketches and things like that with some friends And I left high school and realized that, um, yeah, I wanted to do comedy. I wanted to continue doing this. So I, I've, I moved to the city, which uh, Melbourne is the biggest city mm -hmm. near my town. And um, I'd, never, I'd never done comedy before. And I went to an open mic night and I started doing, um, yeah, I started writing routines and um, getting up and performing them. And I never looked back. I always thought uh, that was all I would do from then on was just be a comedian. So I did it and I just kept going. And I, I never sort of, there was never anything that crossed my mind where I thought I could never do this. I always believed that I was able to do this. So um, I stuck at it. I did other jobs. I, I had other day jobs at times to, uh, to build up, you know, some mm -hmm. money while I was getting better at comedy, but then um, comedy got good. So I took, uh, you know, made it full time. I think, you know, that's one of the things that I really loved, you know, for me, you know, for, for practicing my English and stuff, now I, I listen to stand-up comedy. So I think once you get to know the, the, the language, there's no better way than comedy. If you can understand all the jokes, you know, all the dark side of the, of the back and phones, I'm like, that's, that's when you get the language. So, so I love stand-up comedy. I think it's so hard to do. I think it's, you know, really hard to be really good at it. And yeah, it, take, it takes a while to, to get it. But so then you it start... It's very hard. Yeah, I, 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 I did it. I started doing gigs in Spanish as well, which was terrible, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> and I know that in, in, a couple of days ago, you did your first stand-up comedy on Zoom. How does that work? I'm like, you know, for me, one of the things I always ask, you know, my, the people that I interview is like to, to see them. You know, I don't think, you know, when you don't see the other person on the other side, it's so hard yeah. to get the, the, the feeling. So for you to, to perform comedy with no one in front of you yes you know your dogs or <laughs> how does it feel to do something like that it was it was strange i had um it was done over zoom as well and there were five people i think on the in the in the, in the group um they were recording a podcast so uh -huh. they were all discussing um politics and things and then i came on at the uh, end super important guest. stuff yeah 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 and i it was a, it was a, it's a comedy podcast and uh, uh And but they were all just talking about you know current affairs and yeah. things, and then they brought me on as a guest comedian, and I stood there in front of my laptop and I performed to the four or five people that were on my screen, and I could, I, I didn't have headphones in, so I was only hearing what's coming out of my computer speaker, and I could hear a couple of laughing, but it was very you know it's it's hard to hear this, 
and I'm also trying to talk and keep a pace going and, and have my, you know, jokes flowing and I'm getting no instant feedback really. So it was just doing a routine in front of a webcam. It's, uh, it was kind of strange. It was like, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know if it went well yet. I haven't heard it. Um, I mean, it's, it's going to be on a podcast, so I'm not going to hear back. I'll only hear back exactly what I said anyway. So there's no like, there's no instant laughter that I can hear. I know. So and I think it's all going to be down to what people just go. Oh yeah, that's okay. That's fine. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Something you know in this in these times of, yeah. of weirdness that we are all. But yeah, for for uh, for the next few months, it might be the case where this is the only way I get to perform. So, um, doing interviews on podcasts or or uh, writing jokes on Twitter or you know filming sketches on YouTube. These things are what my life is now, unfortunately. So I don't I know. You know. Fortunately, I follow your stories on, on Instagram and they make me laugh. I'm like, I don't know if your nephews feel the same way <laughs> <laughs> and your dogs, but, <laughs> but, no, I, no, but I, I, I love the way you homeschool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, their mother got in trouble. Uh, she was upset with me when I said that. But, you know, I think that now more than ever, you know, as, as I say, you know, we need the Camino more than ever. We need people like you to make us laugh more than ever because there are these people that they're having really a hard time, you know, stuck at home for a, for a whole month and, and it seems like it's going to be much longer. So we need to laugh. I'm like, there's no, you know, I always think that the, the, the bright side is yeah. always better and, and even laughing of the dark things and it, it's always a good way. I'm like, I love it. I don't know. I know that some other people are not like that, but I like to make fun of everything. Of course, um, I, uh, that, this is one of the problems I found when I was walking the Camino, was that I, I, didn't, um, I didn't necessarily have a, an intention, which of course everybody uh, asks the question, what, what was the reason? And every time I spoke to people, um, they just didn't, didn't believe me. They were like, no, 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 but you have to have a reason. What, what is your reason? Why are you doing this? And uh, I was just always like, oh, it's just something to do. Like, I just... I, I'd heard about it and I thought, all right, I'll, I'll just, you know, go for a walk. People got annoyed. I know, it will, annoy, it will annoy the crap out of me, but I guess, you know, that, that was my question. <laughs> I like, you know, we know that each country has a different, you know, trigger for the Camino, you know, for, for the, the Germans was the book, for the Koreans the book and this K-pop. Now, that, that will be a fun, you know, probably to do a why all the K-pop kids are now coming to, to Spain to do the, the, the Camino. I don't know if you know that there was a, a Korean band, one of the most famous K-pop. Oh, I've, I've heard of K-pop um, yeah. because it comes on Twitter, but I don't know who they are. What so, is, yeah, it's so like, a, it's, you know, it's like if you remember, they, they all take that or, you know, the Backstreet Boys, that's the yeah. same, but, but, but in Korea. So there was a, one of the most top famous band that came to walk the Camino. So now all oh, the... They, all they, the whole band did the Camino, and now all the Korean kids are coming to do the Camino because of that. Wow. Well, it's probably a better idea than than everybody coming because of uh, Charlie uh, Martin Sheen and uh, Amelia <laughs> Weston. The way. The way. Yeah. Uh, but but in your case, I, how did you find out? I'm like being in Australia. Did did you learn in a school? Did you read a book? Did you? Because at the end, there was some kind of like something information to. You know, there's so many walks and living in, in Australia, you have, you know, Kumanokodo, you have Sikoku in Japan, you have so many trails in, in Tibet that they're even closer to you and maybe even more, you know, glorious yeah. or, or big. Why the Camino? How did you find out about the Camino? Well, 
on a personal note, I'm a I'm just somebody who likes to travel. So I've mm. been traveling all over the world for 15 or 17 years. And I make a living doing comedy while traveling. So I, I can, what I like to do is go off on adventures and, and find something that's a worthy story. So I hitchhiked around South America for a year and a half. I was doing comedy there. For a year uh, and a half. English. Not, not hitchhiking the whole time. Oh, okay. But I was, I'm like, know, wow. I was definitely traveling for that long. And, and I started doing comedy in all these countries. And um, I, I, I ended up writing a show about that and touring that show, uh, which was quite successful. Um, the show was called Hablas Inglés. Hablas Inglés. And, si, uh, and I toured that in different countries. Then I found myself in, uh, in Europe and I, it just worked out that I had time. I'd heard about the Camino through um, a, a distant cousin of mine. They told me about it one time. And I said, yeah, it sounds okay. Maybe one day. I'm not too sure. Uh -huh. um, it, it was just not, it, it didn't sound like um, something that was on. I'd been to Spain before. Uh -huh. um, so the idea of walking across Spain didn't really uh, excite me straight away. Um, I, I like going off on hikes. I, I've hiked a lot in Peru and Bolivia. And uh -huh. I like doing like four or five day hikes through. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but just so I can enjoy the, the um, exercise, but also the scenery as well. Mm -hmm. And um, when it came to 2017, I was already performing in Scotland. I was at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival and I knew that I was planning to do the Camino afterwards because I had time. It was just a, it was actually just the first time in about five years where um, the, my, my diary was open long enough where I could uh -huh. um, take the time to do it. And I gave myself a six-week window where I would just leave it open. And, um, yeah, I just thought I'd see what happens. So uh, there, was no, there was no real intention as far as writing a show about it. Uh, I didn't do it to write a book. I didn't do it um, for anybody in my life in particular. Um, it was purely just to, to see, what would, see what it would be like. Um, it, it is funny yeah. because because we, we have one of our dear friends. He, he did a, a PhD research about the types of pilgrim. And from what you're talking right now, you don't fit of any of the five types of pilgrims that they are out there. So maybe, you know, you, we, when we talk about the statistic, there is always, you know, we, we have the sample and there's always the, I don't remember the name in English, but the one that is out of the sample, maybe you are the one out of the sample. Uh, the, the, the pyramid or... Uh, yeah, when like you take a group, yeah. I'm like, so, so it is funny. I'm like, so then you decide just to work. You have that, the, maybe the, the first holidays in your life that you are not walking or doing anything. And then why the Camino Frances? So I'm not even used. I'm not even used to going on holiday either. So this wasn't. Yeah, a, because your whole life a, is a, a well, when it comes comes. Yeah. And I guess when you kind of work, oh. you have a week here, a week there. Then you stop. Then you are always yeah. working. I'm like, it's like us being a freelancer right now in Spain is a holiday. Yeah. And I'm like, what is a holiday for? It's not a holiday. Yeah, I'm yeah. always creating. My my brain's always thinking. So when when I did the walk, I thought, um, all right, if I do the walk, I want to write about it every day. Mm -hmm. and that was that was one thing i did which i regret now um i i took my apple mac top macbook with me on the walk and you know it weighs it weighs like one yeah, or two kilograms no, two kilos it depends which one which, it is the, the cool the, the the air or the macbook pro if it's the macbook pro like mine they're, they're all one that's two two good kilos there 
Yeah, yeah, which is a which is like you know that's a lot of weight uh, for what you should be carrying. Yeah, and so I carried that, but I forced myself to carry it because if I didn't take a laptop to sit and write, I wouldn't write as as much as I did. Um, I, it forced me to write every single day. What and, what kind of writing do you do? I'm like, what, you know, when we talk about um, life of a stand up comedian, like, how do you work? Do you always carry on? You know, you always write. You write notes. You you were writing a diary. I'm like, you know, I I was supposed to write a diary on my Camino. I think I wrote one day. I hate writing. I'm a visual. I'm okay. a, I'm a talking. I'm like, I hate writing. Yeah. So in my case well, it didn't I, work at all. Yeah. Well, that, this was the thing. I didn't take a. I I normally write my ideas on a small pen, uh, small notepad, which I did. I always had a notepad with me, and I was writing down jokes or thoughts and things as I was walking. But um, if I if I used a, a journal to do my writing every night, I wouldn't have done the writing because I I would have been distracted talking to people. Mm -hmm. Having a physical laptop with me made me walk away, sit somewhere by myself, and people would see that I was in my own space, working, yeah, in my office, right? And I I wrote pr pretty much just a diary about what I'd done that day. It was a, a daily diary and I was able to um, take a lot of videos and photographs on my phone. I would talk into the camera a lot. So I made little funny videos, which I haven't really done much with either. I know the, the, there, there is really few things in your, in your YouTube or even in your Instagram about the Caminos. You know, I've seen those couple of pictures and a couple of your interviews, yeah. but they're quite funny. I'm like, it's, 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 you know, I would love to see them because all the, I, the stuff that we have in the Camino people is everything is so serious, you know, people crying. But we really, yeah. there's, there's not much of funny, you know, those moments of you because when we are having a blast, I'm like, usually we don't have the phone yeah. in the in the Camino. I don't know when we are getting that tipsy, you know, with that extra beer or, you know, yeah. I don't know why, but there's no, that side of the fun of the Camino, it's not usually captured by cameras. Yeah, I'm not too sure why not. I, I, I was actually conscious of that. When I, when I started doing the walk, I thought, oh no, there's going to be, everybody's going to be having a, a phone on a selfie stick and yeah, um, i didn't want, i actually didn't want to do that i didn't want to be walking along filming and, and taking pictures all the time i wanted to just clear my mind i wanted to have a have a time where i could just go off and walk and enjoy the walk for what mm -hmm. it was but um i'm i'm also a comedian so i naturally find things amusing And I, I was making little video diaries to myself, which I posted some on the internet, but I have like a whole external hard drive full of photos and videos, which um, I will get around to doing something with one day. Uh, uh, I am the same way. I have like, I don't know, probably right now with all my Caminos, I probably have close to like 500 gigabytes of, you know, of material of recordings and everything. And it's wow. there. I'm like, I don't know. It's there. It's there. Yeah. I, I will find I, I the time need... one day or once I'm and I have yeah. making enough money, I will hire someone to make great videos with it. I think I think that was my my reason as well. I thought I'll I'll take a bunch of photos and videos. And if I ever think I need to do something with it, at least I've got it. Um, I, I haven't thought of why I need to use it right now. Um, I was able to write a show about it eventually, which was something that didn't was never my plan. But uh, definitely the the writing every day. I was able to post a few photographs of my walk. Plus I wrote probably a thousand word diary entry every mm -hmm. single day. So I've got 40,000 words uh, that I wrote um, approximately. 
which I was sharing that every day where people got to follow my, my journey, which was fun. People were interacting. My friends uh, and followers were sort of enjoying what I was doing. And I would post a few little photos, but um, not a great deal, not a great deal of visual, mostly writing. So, you know, just on the Camino, you know, we get to open ourselves to, to the people that walk with us. I don't know if you made your yeah. little Camino family, if you start from Shenzhen or, you know, how do people react when they, they know that they're walking with a comedian? I'm like, probably it's not that, you know, it's the, the less as, and it's so unexpected to find a stand-up comedian in the Camino or when you were trying to, to run jokes with them or how was it was, you know, I'm like. I, I didn't like to tell people that I did comedy too uh -huh. much. Uh, I kind of, I kind of tried to use the, the walk as a, a time to get away from my own job and my life mm -hmm. because my life is very, um, I, I hope it's not narcissistic, but it's very self-involved. Yeah. yeah, I bet. You know, I yeah. have to constantly promote myself. I'm constantly I, I, thinking I, about... I know how you feel. <laughs> and, and when I talk to people, um, not a lot of people meet comedians. Um, you know, it's not a job that everybody does, mm -hmm. but I, I do it and I meet comedians every single day. Um, no. and I, I know it, they're all my friends and it's my colleagues so for me it's not interesting at all mm -hmm. um but when i meet somebody who hears that i'm a comedian they just want to ask all of the questions and i don't want to talk about it you know i've i've had these conversations loads of times i'll happily talk about it when i'm on a podcast or in yeah. an interview because mm -hmm. because then i'm you know it's 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 going to be recorded and then we yeah. can and your whole idea is to promote yeah. your job and promote yourself and and in the ways is different that. yeah for the camino you were trying but, to be yes yourself marcus with all the extra yeah i just i i would often tell people i'm just a i'm just a guy from australia just you know That's and okay. I, i not that i was anyone not that i was famous or, you know yeah. there was no no reason to uh to hide i just didn't want to get into a conversation about comedy because yeah. people people just want to have their opinions and tell you who they like and also oh, yeah tell you jokes and oh and they I, don't take you seriously either people <laughs> look at you and go, oh you're a comedian so you just think everything's silly and i just i wanted to have real conversations with people so i didn't feel like my job was a a thing that needed to be brought up in those situations mm -hmm. No, I, I guess it, it is that time off. I'm, and if you tell people what you are, you know, the, that kind of question always comes out in the Camino. Like, what do you do? Where do you come from? It's kind of like the first three liners that, that we throw at each other when we met. And But I guess in your case, you know, if you want to really have that time off. And also your life, you know, as you say, is, is running a whole show every day because that's, you know, a lot of people, yeah. they think that the people that like us, we work on social media and we try this, is promoting. I'm like, no, it's what we do. It's what we like, you know, for you and I, it's storytelling in a different way. And that's, we are always thinking on, on ways to do it, but, but you always have to want to have your private side and, and you're the side that sometimes people, you know, they, they don't know we have and, and we try to keep. So you decided to work the Camino Frances. Why the Frances? Was there anything, do you know, behind that? Or was yes because it was the main known one or? I think I'd, I, once I decided I was going to do it, I started asking different people who have done it before. Uh, it's amazing when you don't know much about something and you just put your hand up and say, hey, has anyone done this? You find out so many people that you know have done it or know really? about it. Or, Yeah, I was really surprised how many Australians have done this walk. The, the Camino is um, pretty huge in Australia. It's one of the, it's, it's, oh, it's quite impressive massive. being so far away and without having, you know, a big 
trigger. I'm like, there's a couple of writers, but there's not really an Australian writer that has wrote about it. But there is a huge yeah. community. They are also, I will say, sorry if the ones that are Australian are listening to me, but this kind of like an older crowd. You know, I have a really good friend in Australia, and he went to the to the last meeting of Camino Friends, and the average age was around 60 up. So, but I guess that's all well, Camino people, and that's one of the things we're trying to get together. You know, there's there's a young professional crowd like you and I that walks the Camino, yeah. and and that are Camino lovers out there. So. I spoke to some friends before I did it and they said, Oh, oh, you're going to walk the Camino. Have fun with all the grandmas. Uh, <laughs> they, what time of the year just, of the year did you walk? Uh, September. September. Okay. Was, right, um, right after I finished my first Camino. It was September uh, 13th. I left because I, I remember being in Barcelona on September 10 and 11 which is the is this your national holiday or uh no i'm horrible with dates but no no the 11 the i think september is when we have the september 11 is your uh national day of independence or something or is it for catalan uh catalonia maybe oh no this was the day i'm like 11 of september was the day of the of the twin towers in the u.s but i don't no no but in 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 spain Spain? another I know that I know. Maybe in Catalonia they have some kind of like day, but maybe it's the Spanish. Um, uh, oh, it's the National Catalonian uh, Day. Yep, it was the Catalonian Day. I'm just checking it. Yep. So on, right on this on this day in uh, 2017 was when the the big protests were happening. Oh the, yeah, true. They declared their independence. Yep. That was the, the beginning. And so of I the... was in I was in um, I was in Barcelona when all of that was happening. Wow. And and then a day later, I got on a bus to um, to Saint John, uh, Peter Port, uh-huh. and I started my walk. So I was I was walking through Spain, uh, leaving Catalonia, and then walking, you know, going to France, and then going th- back through Spain, um, dealing with all of that stuff, and having my first week or so was conversations with people about that. Basically, yeah. like you didn't you didn't have to think about anything because that was a huge topic, and you would see flags everywhere. Oh yeah, and you would see little protests and little manifestations and things. So, it was an interesting time to be there for sure. Um, it was kind of, no, I wasn't scared at all, but I was definitely right in the middle of things in Barcelona when mm-hmm. it was all happening. Totally, and it was it was it was exciting for me, yeah. I guess. And also but, for people, know, was, yeah, they have to remember that if you walk in September, October. And- on those times so if you work you know in april may that's going to be the older crowd usually you know it's more retired more older crowd germans australians americans if you want to look for the younger crowd and other grandsmas as your friends said just go for june till september the beginning of september and you will find the other side you know all the teachers worldwide is full of teachers and full of you know college students and, and families but but if you go in september you have a, a more older crowd so depending on what you're looking for in your camino you know this perfect there's Yes. Well, I wasn't, I wasn't doing it to to meet younger people at all. I just yeah. did it. Um, it actually worked out well because I it, it followed my work where I finished in Scotland, and um, I didn't want to do it in April May because of um, it was spring and I get allergies. So I <laughs> thought I I don't want I don't want to walk through the, all these beautiful fields and just you know sneezing around, sneezing the crying crying yeah um and uh i didn't want to do it in the middle of summer because i knew it was it gets very hot so yeah i was told that either spring or or um you know just at the end of summer is a great time so 
I did middle of September till middle of October. And uh, my birthday was the 17th of October. So I set myself a little goal to get to Santiago for my birthday. I thought that would be a nice, um, you know, 30 something days to get there. And mm-hmm. I ended up walking to uh, Finisterre for my I, I got to finish there on my birthday, so that was really sweet. That's really sweet. And for the people that don't know, you are you are not really into sports. I'm like you're not the average sport man. I'm like, I know that you prepare in a different way. Even you know your 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 sneakers, your trainers, your shoes weren't what was supposed to be. I'm like, I know that there's a fun story. And I don't think I met people that that walked barefoot to Santiago. I met people that walk, you know, with all kind. But uh, I think you are the first one. <laughs> <laughs> the first one to uh walk in someone else's shoes yeah, yeah. Uh, you know that, that that sounds like a beautiful poem and poetry but in your case was 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 little you work in someone else's shoes yeah there's that expression walk a mile in someone else's shoes i i walked around 600 miles in someone else's shoes who shoes um, i'm like who who was the, the lucky guy that you know walked the camino with you Uh, no, he was, um, he was actually a friend of mine in, uh, he was living in London and I, I went to visit him a couple of days before I left to go to Spain. And I, I, I said, oh, you've done, he had done maybe five days of the walk, uh, hmm. the year before. And he's, a, he was researching what kind of shoes to wear and all this stuff. And, and he had a, a pair of, uh, runners and, and I, the same size shoe as him. And I just said, oh, can I try them on? And I, because I'll, then I'll go and buy a pair of these shoes if I like them. And I just took his shoes. So, <laughs> and I still have them. I still have those same shoes. <laughs> that, that's so funny. Um, and they were just, uh, they were just running shoes. They were very, like, they were already worn in. And mm-hmm. um, I, I did buy another pair of shoes, which gave me blisters. So I, I kind of wore two pairs of shoes. Uh, I, I switched them around a bit, but um Yeah, that would, I didn't do much preparation at all. Like physically, I was, I'm not a, I'm not an active person. Like I'm active, I travel a lot and I do mm-hmm. hikes and things, but I don't go to gyms. Yeah. I don't go for daily runs and things like that. Um, but then I'll go and do something stupid like walking a thousand kilometers across the country. So. Ah, I guess, you know, when, you know, some people call it stupid, some people call it smart, but I, I, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I did the. I did the 800. Um, I got to uh, uh, Santiago and, um, and then I, I, I don't know why, but I just said, I have to go to the coast. Like I have to get to the edge. And, you know, I and think that I, for the, for the people that do the Camino for the first time and the Camino Frances, that, those extra days, you know, after walking the 100K from Sarria full of people and in your case, September is not so crowded, but I guess it gives yeah. you, you know, the final feeling of, relaxed you know and completeness and arriving to to i would say muxia or finisterre for me i prefer muxia other people like finisterre better but it is kind of like yeah. the days where you just put everything back together and and get ready to go to normal life uh that first one hour leaving santiago to, to to get out of there um heading towards the coast i was rejuvenated it was amazing because i was by myself and there was no one around and i thought oh this is a this is a whole nother world it is and, and it uh, changed totally i mean the whole vibe of, of the the finisterre walk is is just i don't know it's weird and when you leave you know the, the the place that you were supposed to be heading to and you just arrive and then you're like okay fuck you i'm gone and I'm 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 i keep been going and then i then i went to uh from finisterre i walked along the coast to Murcia, 
and that that um, for me that's one of the best parts of the whole the whole the day from Finisterre to Muxia is just incredible so I I did it on my own and um, uh, all of the people I had met along the way uh, they all finished in uh, Finisterre and they all got buses back the next day but I I went by myself and I actually walked on the edge of the cliff which was I think a lot of people stayed on the road because yeah. it wasn't really a path on mm-hmm. the cliff face. Um, I think I, 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 yes, I didn't pass a single person on the cliff face. Like I was, it was quite a dangerous area where I was walking. It was, it, it could have ended really badly. Um, I think one of my videos on YouTube shows this, um, but it, it's, it's like, I, it was also the greatest day of the entire walk for me because I was so close to death but also so alive. And I thought anything can happen right now. I this know. is the, the one of the most beautiful moments. And then I got to Muxia and uh, it was, it was uh, my ego, I guess, told me I have to keep walking. And I, I, I walked to Akarunya. Uh, really? Wow. That, that's, a, that, that's a new one. Yeah. Well, I did the maths in my, in my head and I knew that, from St. John to Santiago and then Murcia, um, yeah. it was around 900. And, and you're like, I, I have to make it to a thousand, no fucking way. I'm going back to Australia with just less than a thousand K. Of course. I mean, it's like OCD or something. I said, I have to. <laughs> Round it up. I can't. <laughs> 927, that doesn't no, sound No, good. no, no. I'm going to I'm gonna make laps. <laughs> so, I, so I said, okay, what's, what's another 90? Uh, or 70 kilometers or whatever so it was um it was to Akarunya, which is where a friend of mine lived and uh this is a girl from my hometown she married a guy from spain and they lived in Akarunya. and so i said i'm coming to visit and and she looked at the map and she says oh i i can come and pick you up and i said no no i'll i'll see you in three days <laughs> so she how, said, what are you talking how did you manage? I'm like, there's no, I'm like, there's a path, but there's no really, you know, a well-traveled path or alberga. So, no, I, I walked along the highway. It was just, uh, <laughs> it was, it was, it was probably the, uh, also again, one of the best three days I've done because I was completely alone. Uh, I, I would walk past locals and they looked at me like, right. oh my and this, God, this you guy, are so crazy. This, this pilgrim is lost, totally lost. I had this lady. She was. Uh, I've got a photograph of her. Um, I can. I can send it to you, or you can. Uh, it, it, she. She stopped me and asked me where I was going. She thought I was. She, she thought I was lost, and I said, "No, I'm going the right way. I know where I'm going." And she was pointing the opposite direction. She thought it, I was. I was completely lost coming along the. She thought I was coming along the um, the north. Oh, the north, and you continue instead of going down to the to the Primitivo or the Ingles. Yeah, yeah, and I said, no, I know where I'm going. I'm fine. And I was walking along highways. There were trucks passing me, and it was also very wet. It was um, now the 18th to the 21st of October. Yeah, that time of the year in Galicia can be really, really wet, rainy, and windy. So, and also on the coast. Yeah, it was windy. It was raining, and I was, I was. you know, I was actually cutting corners. I had a Google map. Um, basically, I, I, I looked up um, towns that had some hotels in them. And I thought, okay, if I can get to the bigger town, then I can have somewhere to stay. Uh-huh. But I was, I was also turning up to these places where um, I was just drenched. I was covered in rain. 
uh, I was soaking wet. It was dark and some places were like half of the hotels were not open. So mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I had to ask locals in a bar to ring them for me. Uh, you know, they had to open up and find a room. And um, it was, it was like, there were sometimes I just thought, oh, I'm, I'm just going to sleep on the side of the road now. This is what's happening. But, but you never had to? No, I, I managed okay. to get um, a hotel in every place for the last three days. And then it was just it was just quite silly. My friend told me, she said, look, I'm about a 40-minute drive to pick you up. If you want me to come get you, I said, no, I will be there tomorrow. <laughs> and how many K did you ended up walking? Was it the, the specific 1,000 or, or, or is, do you have the numbers? It was over. It was over. I I started um, counting it from day one, and I had one of those little things to track me. Uh-huh. But uh, it 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 um yeah it screwed up. So I I just I just decided to keep a, a rough track of how far I was doing based on Google Maps and walking. So it was de- I, I definitely did some detours and side tracks. So I didn't go on the right path every single day. So and I did some side. I, I walked up a a mountain like on day 10 or something so i, I definitely did well over the 1000 but i don't know i'll, I'll just say a thousand who cares no so who you know cares? usually usually the camino you know everything about the camino is so serious so you know we have all these movies martin scene we have Wolf's camino we have the we have so many books everyone is you know just talking about the the, the, or the deep, the spiritual, the religious, or the life-changing experience. And I know it is all of that, but also, you know, one of the things that I remember most is the fun moments of the Camino. How does the Camino look, you know, on the eyes of a comedian? I'm like, how, you know, you, you can see the, the, the comedy of the Camino. And, and I have a really good friend of mine. Uh, he's, he's trying to make a, a super deep, you know, movie about the Camino, the documentary. But we always talk about, you know, when is going to be that first Camino, you know, like something like how oh, I met your mother, you know, or, or, uh, or so a funny comedy about the Camino. I think we need, you know, how does the Camino look on the, on your eyes? How was the Camino? You know, you, you look at the Camino with different eyes that, that normal people. Well, I, I'm, I'm a, yeah, most comedians are, we come from a cynical uh, way of life. Like that's, that's where our comedy comes from is from analyzing things and we we look at the negatives and we make fun of things um and i i enjoyed the camino so i'm not going to say uh it was a bad experience for me but there were bad things that happened of course you know like i got stuck in the rain i had tendonitis i had uh blisters and 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 issues that a lot of people have i was walking with people i didn't like i didn't (laughs) want to talk to people all the time so for me, that was easy to make fun of those things because they're they're obvious things that we all deal with. Yeah. And I I was always um, I was always making fun of these kind of things, but I had to be careful who I was talking to because you you know you walk next to people yeah. who are very religious or they're very spiritual or they're mm-hmm. very um, you know emotional about why they're doing it, and yeah. they just thought, oh, who's this guy? You know, being sarcastic about. Everything. And that's one of the things, you know, yeah. I, I think, you know, for us Spaniards, and I was we were talking previous to this, you know, we always make fun of everything. And, you know, I think, you know, that the stand-up comedy world right now, it's really smart. So I think, you know, comedy, you have to be a really, really intelligent to get comedy and to, to make comedy because it's not about making fun yeah. of anything. It's about making fans of things that they are really serious in a really, you know, sarcastic way. 
without trying to understand. Yeah. Here in Spain, you know, we, women making fun of terrorism, women making fun of everything, and a lot of people out there don't get it. I'm like, yeah. how can you make fun of someone that's, you know, just been blown out in pieces? I'm like, that, that's life, you know? I've been in the Red Cross in the ambulance, and you, we used to make this, this joke about, you know, we call, and it's like, uh, oh, there's someone dead. I'm like, you cannot say that someone is dead. I'm like, oh, yeah, this guy is dead. I'm like, no, you know, only the doctors or the police or blah, blah, blah can say that someone is dead. I'm like, the body's on one side of the road, and the head is on the other side of the road. He is dead. <laughs> and people will be like, how do you make fun of that? I'm like, why not? Why not? Yeah, it's not like you're you're, you're saying not, the person's name or you're showing photographs of it or something. And right? you're not making fun just, of the person. You're you're making fun of the of the situation. And that's what I love about you, the, you know stand up comedy. You make fun of the, the 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 really serious things in life. And for me, you know, I love it. It gets me going. And I thank all yeah. you know the stand up comedians out there for for making life a little brighter and for taking out the seriousness. You know, in times like this, that everything is so fucked up. I'm like now, of course. I mean, I, I, that was one of the reasons I didn't tell a lot of people I was a comedian because they were waiting for me to try and be funny all the time. Mm -hmm. And that's not what I do. I, I like to listen. I like to observe things. And then I, I will form my own opinion later. I, I will write a joke another day. But I, I will say funny things along the way. And then I realize, oh, that, that's funny. I, I can I, I will I can work on that. A joke later. But I, I'm not there trying to be funny. And I and I want I'm a serious person as well. I'm actually a deep thinker. I like to talk to people. I like to have conversations about real things. And I didn't want uh, my occupation to to stop them from opening up to me as well. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I I did find that afterwards um, I was able to get jokes like straight away. I didn't. Um, so I guess I should say now that I wrote a show about the Camino. I guess, you know, I, that, that's one of the things that surprised me the most. You know, I think I never heard about someone. I, I you know, we have musicians. We have uh, the yeah. other day on the live someone playing. But I haven't heard about, you know, uh, a comedy. I mean, we have TV shows about the Camino. We have small, yeah. you know, uh, documentaries. We have all these YouTubers about the Camino. But I think you are the first comedian to, to make a whole show about the Camino. Yeah, so in the um, in the comedy world or the the festival world of, of um, fringe festivals, um, there's a, a sort of a format where you perform a one hour show. And um, I had already done my my storytelling comedy show about traveling Latin America. The Ablasinglas. See, see, and so my my I I was actually slowly building up a Latin audience. Um, when I started writing my daily diaries of the Camino, people uh -huh. were asking, they said to me, oh, are you going to do a show about this? We want to see you do a show. And I genuinely had no intention of performing a show because I thought it was, in my mind, I thought walking every day for 25 kilometers in the same country is not funny. Mm -hmm. I, I, I can't see any jokes. And then uh, maybe, maybe four months after the walk, um, I, I realized I had to come up with an idea for a show to take to Australia for a festival. And uh, I, I, I looked at all my notes and things and I thought I, I could, I could create something out of this. I, I'll tell a few stories about some people I met and then it got closer and closer to the festival date. And I started to form what was a narrative. And I started asking myself these questions about, um, about intentions and things like that. And I, I started making jokes about the Camino, of course. And uh, and then I did the show and it went so well. And, and it was actually 
I was really nervous because I'd never performed any of the material before. And I did a, then I did a one hour show about it. And uh, after one or two days, the show found its uh, place and I, I was able to build on that. And uh, in, since then I've taken the show on tour to Canada, to Singapore, to Switzerland um, and uh, back to Australia. And I, I was planning to take it to, um, to Edinburgh fringe this year, but that's obviously been canceled. So uh, I, I've had I, I've had a lot of success with the show though. There's been um, a lot of people come up to me afterwards and they get very emotional. They 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 love the show because it's a it's a personal story. I talk about some really personal issues, um, but I also make a lot of fun uh, of myself and of the Camino. I show photographs and some video, and um, people are crying like people people genuinely get moved and inspired as well which is a beautiful thing to do in a in a comedy show to have a to have people walk away and they actually are motivated and they also want to hug you and cry and share their stories i think that's really special i, I think you know that's one of the things you know when you when you talk to to you know someone does a i don't know and kind of like a ted about whatever you know that motivates them so everything is super deep you know but uh, you see yeah. a movie you are deep but in your case making you know a stand-up comedy that is profound and at the same time is funny and because i get a lot of the people that go to your show maybe they are pilgrims so they know the camino so you brought back those lost memories in a funny way so i can understand that yeah. it's such a mix of that i don't know what's a feeling of fulfillment for you you know being able to to bring all that joy but also at the same time you know being funny and i'm like that that's hard i'm like it's it's i, I bet it, you know writing this this so it wasn't easy for you It wasn't easy because I I had to try and find a way for it to to be funny, um, of course, because it was a comedy show. But I also wanted to make sure that if uh, if an audience member has never done the Camino or has never heard of it, mm -hmm. that they were not feeling left out. Um, so I have to I have to tell the story uh, and very obvious, like I have to explain what it is at the start of the show, where it is and things like that. So I have to make sure that everybody uh, who watches the show can feel like it's a fun show. I, I don't want it to be just for people who've done the, the walk. Um, of course, if you've, if you've done the Camino, then, then they love the show even more because it does bring back those memories. Um, I, was, I was a little bit worried though, because uh, there were people coming up to me Um, after the first time I did the show and they said, uh, oh, we were from a, they were telling me they were from a big uh, religious group. Okay. And, uh, and they said, we, we weren't sure if we should come and see your show because they just thought I was going to make fun of religion, mm -hmm. which I do. I, but, <laughs> I do make fun of religion, of but course. I also make fun of uh, not religion. And I make fun of, of everything. I, I make fun of the people, the places, the food, Uh, I, I make fun of Spain as a, as a country. Um, you know, I make fun of the French and the English and the Australians. I make fun of the movie, The Way. Uh, you know, I make fun of a lot of things and it's all in good intention. I don't know how, you know, then, nowadays people get, get, get you know, frustrated or, or bad. I'm like, I'm a religious person and I don't care. You know, I think, you know, making fun of your own beliefs, that's what it makes something, you know. And people have to know that the what you're trying to get making fun of those things is you're not laughing at them. I mean, you're just creating yeah. a situation and a whole environment. I don't think, you know, when people watch a movie online and it's a comedy, they think that people are making fun or whatever. 
I think, but I think sometimes, you know, the, the, the comedy that we are now on, on the stand-up comedy is so smart and so intelligent that some people just don't get it. I'm sorry. See. No, I'm, I'm okay with that now. I, I realize that not everybody's going to like what I do, mm -hmm. but I, I also do some, I, I do the show so that everybody can like it. Mm -hmm. um, I don't, I don't alienate people. I don't really have people feel like, oh, you're, you're mis misjudging us or misrepresenting yeah. Um, uh, there's one, there's one thing in the show where I, I, um, I, I, I make fun of a certain, um, accent. Um, and it came from a real place. Um, I met a guy on the walk and he was from South Africa Okay. and, <laughs> and, and I, and I talk about this in the show. I said, look, it's, I I've been all over the world. I love people from everywhere. And I, I tell people that I'm, you know, I'm very open to things. But this guy sounded scary, and it's just because of his accent. Um, the South African accent is is a very scary accent when I hear it said. That's I don't the, know if you. That's funny. You, I, I have a couple of friends, you know, that I know from South Africa, and I, and I haven't had that that that, that feeling of their accent. I, I don't know. But also, it's funny that you you know being an Australian, you don't have a really Aussie accent, and you have a kind no, of like, you are a more Brit, I, more clear. Well, I lived in I lived in uh, England and Scotland. For, okay, then I can I can tell there that you have that that Brit accent. I've lived in Canada as well, so I, and I think for my job to to be on stage and I perform in front of many different cultures and languages uh, nationalities, I have to be clear as well. I I can't talk with an Australian accent uh, when I travel. So much <laughs> I, I like it. I, I think it's a really nice accent, but. I like the, I don't mind the accent, but uh, to, to tell jokes and have yeah. people laugh and they can't understand it was, that's a, a bad thing for my job. So. Yeah, I, I bet. Um, it, it's just natural. I haven't, um, I haven't deliberately tried to change my accent, but yeah. I just naturally talk with a bit different accent. I guess we, we all have our, um, our, our talking voice, you know, the, the, the people that we perform on the microphone we have. And I know that my voice is different here than when you talk, when I talk normally, uh, even my Spanish accent is different than my English accent. Totally. Chances is just funny. <laughs> Even you, like, would you do CC? It's the <laughs> so the um, the I I used to um I used to date a girl in uh, London, and she's from Barcelona. And when she was in London, Barcelona, Barcelona, her, her English. <laughs> she was she'd moved to London to improve her English, and she was um we started dating, and um and. Uh, when I spoke with her, I spoke very clearly and we had a, you know, very good conversations because it was quite slow and deliberate. And then when I spoke to one of my Australian friends and she could hear me talking to my Australian friend, she had no idea what I was saying <laughs> because him and I was like, Hey man, hey, what's going on? That's what that happened to me. You know, when I was walking the Camino, like a lot of people, you know, I was talking to someone in English, then talking to the one in Spanish. It's like, can't you slow down? I don't know what the fuck you were saying at all. And even his level of Spanish was kind of like good. I know that we, yeah. we do the blah, 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 and yours is you, you, you are the same way. Blah, 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 just throw it out there. It's the same. Yeah. Um, I, I think uh, just going back to the, the making fun of things and people getting offended, um, I, I, I do get people come up to me when I do this show and they come up afterwards and they say, oh, why did you make so much fun of the Camino? Like, it's a, it's a great experience, right? And I, I say to them every time, I say, if I just went on stage and I told people, 
it is a great experience. You will love it. It's not a fun show, right? I have to, I, I have to try and make people laugh. In uh, show. And also, what is your soul and about? You're a comedian. I'm your, you're not a politician. You're not a priest. A priest. You're not a scientific. You are go no. there to make fun of things that they're serious and they're nice. You're not talking about. I mean, I, it's just, it's like if, if I said, oh, I met some lovely people, I had a good time, the show would be over in one minute. Okay? Oh, yeah, I will. Um, I want to entertain people. And, and where does comedy come from? It comes from the negative things. It comes from the dark side. Mm -hmm. So, but I also leave the people knowing that, um, that it, is a, it is an interesting experience. Like, I, I don't tell people not to do it. Mm -hmm. I don't tell people never do the walk. I mean, I, I do say that in the show, yeah. but I, I'm, I'm saying it in a fun way. Like, you know, it's, you could buy, you could ride a bicycle instead or, or drive a car and you get there. Quickly. <laughs> so what but, was, what was the funniest thing that happened to you in the Camino? You know, we all have or weird, you know, I, I remember one of my friends, he was like on the albergue and, and, you know, this person was going up to the, to the bed, to the bank bed and she's like, wow, he's so cute. And like that hair, suddenly the guy turns around and he's like, dude from the US, you know, 40 something. And like, we all have those, <laughs> those funny things. I'm like, what was the funniest thing that happens to you in the Camino? Oh, wow. I think, um, I think there was one day that I was, um, I was walking with this girl and we had, um, we'd been walking together for a couple of days and I, we left, I can't remember the name of the town, but um, she left, she, she was ready to leave and I was just putting my shoes on. And it was just a matter of seconds where I said, oh, just you go ahead. Uh, I just have to go and, you know, do something. I, I had to go and to the bathroom or whatever. And I came back out and I knew that she was only gone five minutes before me. And we leave in the dark in the morning, of course. And, uh, and as I'm walking, uh, I took the wrong road. And I, I followed an arrow, which was an old arrow. It was one of the old paths. And I walked um, a completely different way. And I luckily I had uh, maps on my phone so I could see where I was walking. And I, and I looked after an, about an hour and I realized she was walking on a straight line. And I, I walked a big circle, like, you know, a big C shape to get back to the road that she was on. And it took me an extra hour and a half or something. And by the time uh, we, we couldn't contact each other, And I ended up uh, not seeing her for about one week afterwards because uh, every day I was like 10 kilometers behind her and she just kept going further and further. And we, we met up again eventually, but it was just a funny thing. Like we, we were in the same place planning to keep walking together. And then, uh, you know, five minutes later, she's gone. So that was quite funny, but like just a, a, a silly situation. But um, I think funny things happening with, with just like having my sticks stolen. I had these, really? um, yeah, like I didn't, I didn't take the fold up. Uh, you know, yeah. The, the, I know the you were with your, a real, I found two sticks on the road, on the ground in, in, in the Pyrenees. Uh, and these were like big fat, um, uneven sized tree sticks. They were not good for walking, but they were good. <laughs> they were funky. I enjoyed them because they were huge and that was like, you know, it was a, I could tie things on them and it was, and I, it, it, they became a part of me. And um, after 28 days, uh, I, I, I would put them out front of supermarkets every day to go in and get some food. 
and uh, I came out and someone stole them. And I, and I asked the guy, there was a, there was a homeless guy sitting at the front of the supermarket. And I asked him, I said, who took my sticks? <laughs> and, and he pointed at someone and I said, was it a, was it a pilgrim? And he said, no, it was a local. And I said, why, why is someone stealing my sticks? And, uh, and, and so I, for the next 10 minutes, I was so angry, but also just found the whole situation so funny because for 28 days or so, I was carrying sticks that I found on the ground. And then someone stole two tree sticks. Like yep. they weren't even good sticks. <laughs> and I said, what, what, do you, what do you want stolen, like found sticks for? And then I gave up trying to, I, I was walking up and down these streets trying to find someone with my two sticks. I thought, this is hilarious. <laughs> I, just want to meet, I just want to meet the person. Right? You really look for the, for the guy that has stole your sticks? Yeah, I figured they couldn't have gotten far because the sticks were heavy, right? <laughs> I figured they must, be, they must be just around the corner resting or something. And, and then, I, then I walked out of town. I gave up on the idea. And then I walked out of town. And uh, I'm not even joking. About uh, two or three kilometers out of town, there was a, a person's house. And they were making... Um, oh, they were hand yeah, the hand sticks. Yeah, I, remember, I know that guy. Yep. Yeah, and it and and I I saw him and I thought, oh, I wonder if uh, he goes into town or has someone they, going to town <laughs> deal their sticks. It's a good business Break model. It. It's a really good business model. You, yeah, then you walk out of town. You go, oh, I need oh, two new I sticks. Need stick. I better buy these sticks. <laughs> so I didn't buy them off him because I thought this guy was a was He's a trying cheat. to screw you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so I, I kept walking and then and then it became even funnier because i had to try and the sticks and my my next uh half a day i was actually going into people's not onto properties but there was this um there was a, a guy somehow he had a big pile of wood and i i had to climb into his yard and <laughs> so <laughs> were, were, were you were you able to find a stick or did you walk to uh, to santiago stick less no i found two sticks but they weren't they weren't, they the weren't sticks your sticks Oh no! I know. I was so disappointed. Um, so but anyway, it was. It, it became funny, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I think there's like little things like that that the people you meet, and it, it was it was karma coming back to me because on day day one I met this guy from England, uh, leaving Saint Jean, and and we were in Roncesvalles together, and as we left Roncesvalles, um, he he got his stick stolen from somebody and i laughed my head off because his <laughs> sticks were his sticks were were from um, like you know it was a good stick but yeah. it was a uh, it was one of those ones that you buy in saint jean peter paul okay, it was so, a, yeah it was a carved wooden one and uh, and he someone stole his stick and i was laughing at him the whole time because he was running so angry to find whoever whichever pilgrim stole it and then Yeah. yeah, that happened Three after weeks later, 20 days. Like, so yeah. what was the, the, the best part of the Camino for you? And like now that you don't have to look at it, you know, all the fun side, the bad side, but what was the best thing that the Camino brought you? I, I think it was um, the accomplishment of knowing that you can actually just get up and do things. Um, people, people do ask you as well, you know, that question of like what, what did you find or did you find yourself or, you know, mm -hmm. those, those kind of stuff. But, 
I didn't do it with the intention to find myself. I wasn't going because I needed to get answers or anything. Um, but I did realize that uh, as someone who's not, um, I'm not used to having a lot of routine in my life. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't uh, have a nine to five job. Yeah. I, I travel so much. I don't have a good diet. I don't. Um, <laughs> and by that, I mean, I don't have a good uh, routine of diet. Yeah, I don't like exercise a lot. My, my body clock, my sleep pattern is always weird. And it was a really nice experience to uh, realize that I could just get up every single day and walk. And I, I, I ate, you know, routinely every day. Um, I ate whenever I felt hungry, but I realized your the human body is a very powerful thing. Like, and, and the mind is even more powerful. Like if you put your mind to it, you can just get up and do stuff. Um, I, I realized that now I, I don't get too lazy anymore uh -huh. um, because I don't, I don't, I don't like to complain about little, little things anymore. Because mm -hmm. I realized like, all right, I, I, I could walk 30 kilometers one day or 40 kilometers and no one was telling me to do it. I just got up and did it. Mm -hmm. And every day that I was in pain, I would wake up the next day and go, all right, I have to walk another 20 kilometers today. I, I guess that's the, no is the simplicity yeah. of the Camino. Oh, for the reason that they will kick you out of the berg at nine o'clock in the morning. But other than that, yeah. Well, that was, that was, that was there. One of the funniest things is I, I, I came back to a town uh, and it was like 10.01 uh, in the evening and there was a big fiesta in the town. So I was out having drinks with people And I got back and at 10.01, uh, our gates were shut and they would not let us into the, <laughs> into the Elbege. So, uh, yeah, we had to try and um, shout out to people in the room to come down and uh, open the door for us. So uh, we had to have our friends come and let us in because uh, the, the people working there wouldn't let us in. They wouldn't open the doors. I, I hear a couple of those, you know, extra, you know, not, not too late parties because at the end 10.01, I'm like, it is what it is. And, you know, I think it is but. I hear a couple of people, you know, climbing over the albergue or trying to find people inside to open the doors and everything. But th that's also part of the Camino. Oh, it's fun. I, I didn't mind it at all. It's just it was quite silly that the, the people who, who run the place, like they were yeah. on the other side of the gate. They could see yeah. me. And, and the rule is 10 one Yeah, they said, no, this is the rules. You I'm can't like, come into your no, no. own just, bed. Just sleep outside. You know, that's part of the experience of the Camino too. Which is which is frustrating because because um, it's some of these some of these uh, cities and towns you go through it's uh, they've got these outdoor concerts going on they've oh got, yeah in the, the time the bar is full and and that's why you're there as well you yeah. want to experience that. my last Camino I walked the Camino Aragonés there's the Frances you know that has the Navarra but I walked the Aragonés and we will go to a small town out of maybe you know maybe 20 people live there year round maybe in the summer 50 the albergue was close to the to the it was the holiday of the town and we have a huge concert a huge dinner with the whole village and we have music all night till five in the morning four in the morning and like yeah. you can see you know all the whole town all the teenagers running around drinking and and you're there trying to sleep trying to i'm like we didn't have a problem you know with the gate open one that you can go just do whatever but It is the beauty of the Camino, you know, Spain in the summer and September is, is ho it's holiday season. So enjoy also See. part of the party, get to, to, <laughs> to, to, to feel the fiesta. And if you come to Pamplona and you like, you know, what a better time to, to visit Pamplona and, or any other yeah. town in the Camino.
when I got to uh, Lyon, I knew that I wanted to have a day extra there just to enjoy the city. So I, I, I was looking on Airbnb or, or whatever it was, and I found a, uh, a place that wasn't an albergue. So I could actually go there and have a bed mm-hmm. and have a, a real good shower. And, um, and it was nice. It was nice to do that once every sort of 10, yeah. 10 to 15 days of just think- to chill out. That's important to have those extra days, you know, at the end also to visit Muxia or Finisterre, walking or by bus or whatever, but having those extra days to visit also you enjoy Spain. Yeah. So um, I I did find though that um, the, oh, I, I was trying to think of something for you that was, uh, that happened with, oh, the, 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 the moments that you can't, like you, you get very proud of yourself for walking a long distance, of but course. then you realize that everybody's doing the same thing. So it's not like going to the gym and, or, you know, telling yeah, someone, Oh yeah, oh, I just, yeah. Yeah. I just did this many weights or I just ran that far because everybody's done the same thing. Um, and there was one day where I, I walked um, 43 kilometers in one day. And that was the longest day I did. And it, it's over one, mar- it's over a marathon, right? Yeah. A little bit. And, yeah, it's just over a marathon, like one kilometer more. So, yeah, and I and I did that through the desert. I was doing that through the Meseta. Wow. Um, and I had the 10, 8 or ten kilograms on my back, and I had my bad legs, and it was uh, you know I was in, I was injured, I was tired, and I walked on fourteen kilometers straight of road one day. Like it was it, on that day, it was just so hot. And I got to the end and I was in this place in the sort of just on the edge of the desert and there was a pool and I jumped in the pool. and I Oh, I remember the, the little house that has a super cold pool, like with the trees. Yes. Yes. In and the I, middle of I the loved, road. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, I actually went to the one next door and they were full and I, uh-huh. and they didn't have to, uh, unfortunately, um, yeah, they were busy. So I went next door and they had a pool and I was like, oh, this is way better. So uh, and I, I had a beer and I, and I jumped in the water and I, I was just enjoying the moment of my achievement. And I, I asked the guy next to me who was uh, from Switzerland and I said, oh, how was your day? You know, how far did you go today? Yeah, and like he told that. me, he said something like, oh, 20, 20 kilometers, 25 kilometers. And I knew that I, I had a done, you know, much more than him. So I was waiting for yeah, him. Here's to my moment. Okay. I ask it, ask yeah. it. Ask me, ask me, and uh, and he says, "Oh, and how was your day today?" And uh, and I said, "Oh, yeah, it was a, it was not a bad day, like forty three kilometers today." And I was waiting for him to, you know, say, "Well done, wow, oh, well that's done. really good." But he was he was like, and he was about ten or fifteen or twenty years older than me, and I thought, "All right, he hasn't done much, right?" And uh, and and he said, "Oh yeah, I did that yesterday." Like he didn't even he didn't even <laughs> say, "Well done." Yeah. He just said, "Yeah, I did 43 yesterday," and I said, "Oh, okay, okay, fine then." Like, you know, like I, I, got, I got nothing, you know. <laughs> and and then he, and, and then I, I asked him. I said, oh, "Okay, but where did you, where did you start?" Because I thought maybe he was, maybe, yeah, I'm like, yeah, just in the middle of Burgos, yeah. Yeah, I thought he might have been a Turagrino, you know. I yeah. thought, all right, this guy's this guy's not the real deal. And uh, and I asked him. I said, "Where did you start?" And he said, "Geneva." Um, he had he had walked already 1000 kilometers before we, we have an expression in spain for that i don't know if you know it mi gozo en un pozo uh, what does this mean it really means like uh, literally is like all my pleasure is at the end of a of a well you know i'm like it's 
and like you were helping for your moment of glory and and he's uh, like fuck I'm, uh, right now i'm a horrible person he's an amazing dude and here i am trying to yeah. uh this guy this guy was walking like 40 kilometer days most days yeah. so i think i met him when he just did his quiet day of 25 kilometers but uh But yeah, look, I, I met some met some wonderful people. I had some I had some great uh, sort of new friendships I got out of it, and I, I met a lot of people who annoyed me. But they were just that's just what it is. That's, oh, that's life, life, you know. Yeah. When you walk next to somebody for four hours, you have to you realize that the conversation is going to be terrible or good or yeah. And or some whatever. people, But, you know, it is what it is. I, I guess you know, in the Camino, you yeah. that the fun thing of the Camino is you always end it up with the people that that you like or they are ready for you. You know, I never have anyone. That I walk, as you say, you know, there's some people that is annoying, but I don't know why they run away or you run away from them. And the Camino does, it gives you the freedom to just continue, find someone else trying to, to sneak out, or but there's always ways to, to do it. So I guess the I big think, question, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I think after, on my first day, I met this English guy and then him and I walked together for a day. And then we met this uh, Swedish couple. And then it was like the, the four of us were sort of walking together for a couple of days. And I knew straight away that I wanted to walk on my own. I wanted to do a lot of walking by myself. And after sort of two or three days, I was with this group already. And it was from day one. And I, and I was getting frustrated in my head because I felt like, oh, this is not how I wanted to do this. And one morning as we're leaving a place, the, uh, the, the Swedish couple Um, asked at breakfast, they said, oh, where are you guys going today? To me and the English guy. And I looked at him like, what do you mean we? We're not a, we're not a couple, like a, not, not just a couple, but we're not doing this together. Like, and he, he responded like, oh, I don't know. We haven't decided yet. And I thought, what, 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 what? So suddenly do I, do I sign for something? Does there any ring on my... Are we are we are we walking like a, a month together? Is this what you're thinking? And I said, I don't know, man, but I'm probably going to go on my own at some point. So look, let's not get into a, you know. And that's funny because right now, you know, I get to remember a couple of those weird days when someone that you don't want to join. You know, I have my family group, and we get yeah. Like, that, that, I don't know why we work perfectly. You know, we get to get to know each other in the in the very few beginning days. But some days there will be that weird one that's trying to be part of the group. And you were like, where are you guys going today? Where are you guys heading? And I'm like, uh, yeah. I don't know, really. We don't know. You know, life is the Camino. Yeah. I mean, it was funny because I had to actually, um, I not that I, I deliberately said, oh, look, I don't want to walk with yeah, you guys. I mean, And I, just... I probably should have said that. But I actually, I sort of distanced myself a little bit. And I went off in my own space. And I think I, I created some tension there where they just thought, oh, he doesn't want to no. talk to us anymore. And then we actually met up again when we got to Santiago. And it was really good to connect with those same people because uh, we had seen each other a few times, but um, it, was, it was nice to get back together again and finish the walk with those same people. So that was really beautiful. And I think that's one of the, you know, people have to have in mind, you know, the Camino, you have to be open for everyone to have their own time, to have their alone time, to be open to whatever Don't take anything personal. Yeah. Everybody's going through whatever they're going or going not through nothing. But so big question right now, like, uh, are we going to see that show in Spain? Can we, are we, is there anything upcoming? I'm like, I would love to, you know, we are planning on getting people now with this whole thing. It's crazy, you know, but we were planning on doing a kind of like a TEDx here with Camino stories. Yeah. And now with the Camino being closed and next year being the Sacobi. And I'm like, one of the things I'm, I'm working on, on maybe getting, you know, get amazing stories of people and having a comedy 
where there'll be a time to 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 see your show in Spain? Is there anything planned, maybe? Uh, I think next year might have to be it. I mean, if I if I'm allowed to fly again, <laughs> I, ah, don't worry, we'll, we'll make the paperwork for you. Uh, look, I think it's just a matter of the whole world right now. Yeah. Uh, I, I've never been in a situation where the whole my my country is telling me I'm not allowed to fly right now. Yeah. So um, it's it's quite strange. I would have been coming to Europe to do the show this year, um, and I I've done it in Switzerland and. Uh, Each place I do it, I, I connect with local walking groups and there's also Camino groups on, mm -hmm. on Meetup or Facebook and things like that. So they, they love the show. Um, people really, really embrace it. And um, there's, a, there's a great community within the Camino um, society, I guess. So um, if I can bring it to, to Spain, I would love to do that. Um, it's, it's obviously an English, it's in, it's in English, so... Um, that's a bit of a difficult thing when I go to certain countries. Yeah. But if people, if people can understand my English, then uh, if they're open to seeing the show, I would love to tour it there. Yeah, that, sure. that, would, that would be amazing. You know, I, it's something that's coming to my mind. I have my very best friend, you know, he always, when, when he's talking with his wife and Gergen into a fight, he's like, me no speak English. I'm like, so. <laughs> the, only, the only problem if I bring it to Spain is um, I would have to tell the Spanish people that my show is at, say, six o'clock in the evening. And uh, and I know that I'm going to do the show at eight o'clock in the evening. So by the time the Spanish turn up, they will be there at the start. That's perfect. You know, I'm like, what, what, what do we need? Tapas, beer, and, and making fun yeah. of the Camino and having a great time. I think that's uh, next year being yeah. the, the Sacobeo, you know, the big Olympics of the, of the Camino that hasn't been... I think it's going to... Is that so? Next year is the yeah. Next year is going to be the Sacobeo where they open the you know the, the holy gate and all your sins get you know wave. You walk the Camino and you go under under the gate. So it's perfect timing to do the Camino for all those sinners out there, and and also because it hasn't been a Sacobeo in the last 11 years. So it's, it's, and also with this year with the with the COVID, you know now nobody's walking. So I guess yeah. next year is going to be I don't know or or huge or I don't know. I don't know. Um, I. I like to tell people, the people who do the last 100, uh, last 100 kilometers, the uh, the Turagrinos, um, I like to tell them that they're not going to get a heaven. You know, like they, <laughs> they they think the Compostela is their ticket to heaven. And I said, you know what's going to happen? You're going to be dropped off outside of the the pearly gates, uh, 700 kilometers, and <laughs> you and you have to walk that last 700 kilometers up the stairway to heaven. And it's going to hurt. <laughs> uh, and know, they, they, uh, they laugh at me, but they go, oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's one of the things, you know, I've realized when I walk the Camino the same. And then I start interviewing people that has walked like 3,000, you know, K or 5,000 K. Uh, a month ago, I interviewed one guy that is walking around the wall. I'm like, he's talking on a five-year journey walking. So I'm like, you know, I guess all these guys look at me the same way I look at those guys. I'm like, yeah. Uh, it's it's like people are crazy but also um i think they're the most interesting people that do those things i mean i i've i've done my uh trip through south america i walked across spain and people i meet who who do the camino they said oh so are you going to do the camino next year or what what's the next walk you're going to do that was my next and question my brain, what, what is the next walk what is the next thing i'm like Well, my brain is, uh, is not like, I'm not a pilgrim, like, uh, I'm not somebody who will do the Camino yeah. every year mm -hmm. or, or I might not ever do it again. I don't know. 
Um, what I like to do is go off on a different adventure, um, set myself a challenge and see if I can do it. So um, I, I've, I've now walked a thousand kilometers across the country. I'm very excited that I can tell people that. And I've got a show from it. I'm, I'm, I managed to produce something. I'm, I'm going to turn that, um, now that I'm in lockdown right now, I'm going to turn my writing into a book. So I'll actually uh, write, write that show as a book. That's nice and, because uh, I was going to ask you, I'm like, is there any way, you know, we can see the show on YouTube or anything? I guess that right now that you're performing, there's nothing out there. It doesn't, will be, you know, but is there any other shows, you know, the Ablo English or the other ones, anything that, you know, the, the listeners can... There's there's little bits of my stand-up comedy on on YouTube, but I I really try and keep a lot of it offline because I'd like to have people come and see me live and enjoy the show for what it is. I think mm -hmm. stand-up comedy online is a very tough thing to get across, mm -hmm. and yeah, uh, it you know you need to have a live audience. Um, in saying that, I'm I'm going to be creating a lot more sketches and a lot more things where I can have people interact and uh, I'm going to do some podcasting myself. Um, but it's, it's probably going to be a lot more travel stories and interviewing people who travel because it's my passion. Uh, but I think I, I, I will leave a lot of my comedy um, offline because I, you know, I yeah. prefer that life. I think that's an experience. It is uh, totally. I agree. You know, I think for me, you know, I like to, to listen to it, but I think that the real comedy when you go there live and also because you change, you know, you have your show, but probably you change it as you go, you know, we could, Of course, of course. Uh, I think I think as far as the next um, next journey or adventure goes, uh, um, my my wish is to cycle. Um, I would like to ride a bicycle uh, the length of New Zealand. Why um, New Zealand? I don't know. I just think it would be uh, a, a good distance to do. Um, I think I think it would be a, a beautiful country to, to cycle. Uh -huh. I think it's a very there's a lot of hills and a lot of beautiful scenery. Um, it's they've got beaches and they've got sort of uh, wine they've got wineries and mountains and lots of different things I could explore. But Maybe I, I, I need to to get you in touch. I have a, a good friend. He walked the the Sikoku pilgrimage. Uh, I don't know if you know okay. the Sikoku. It's a thousand no, k in Japan. He walked almost 50 k a day. He's a crazy, he will be an, a crazy guy for you for interview. He's in super in shape. He's super foodie. And right now he's planning on bike around Japan in four months. Right. Cycling on a bicycle. Yeah. On a bicycle. Yeah. He yeah. did the whole Sikoku walking by himself. And, and the next, and then he went to jump to Europe and bike or ride Europe again. And like, it's also one of those, yeah. you know, crazy people. Out there I, I, that... I think it would be nice to do like, yeah, maybe, I mean, I could do, I'd happily do another country. It's just, uh, for some reason, New Zealand is, uh, has, be, has my yeah. mind. Um, it's some, it's a country that's so close to me, but I've never really seen a lot of it. And, uh, -huh. uh but I, I also want to go hiking in Patagonia. Um, I would, I've never done a comedy show, um, in Antarctica and I, I would love I, to I'm go in. there. I'm in, that's on my list. You know, I want to step, you know, I want to be, Putting food on Antarctica, that, that will be amazing. Just putting a little yeah. stone of the Camino there so I can say I'm the I'm farthest not... away from the Camino. See, I'm trying to find if I can if I can uh, organize a, a way to get there and perform for a charity or on a base or something. Mm -hmm. um, that's 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 a big, big goal for me. But um, I don't know. I, I Maybe more walking. I would like to walk more um, on shorter hikes and things like that. Mm -hmm. I think my legs... My legs really felt the pain of the Camino. <laughs> so, 
Um, I don't know. I don't know if I would walk the entire thing again. It was a long way, but um, but I, I would love to do smaller smaller versions yeah. as well. Like the Portuguese route. The Portuguese cool. is beautiful. The coastal one, I'm like, um, there, there's so many, you know, and, that, and that's, you know, the Camino people yeah. was born as a Camino de Santiago, but now the whole idea is to grow to the other, you know, many Caminos. It doesn't matter if pilgrimage, you know, we have the yeah. PCT or the Inca Trail. We have the Via Francigena. I was supposed to be working the Via Lauretana, but in Italy, of course, it would cancel. I was going to go to yeah. Japan or Vietnam, but there is so much stuff to do out there, you know, and so many people to meet that I think that's the most you know, interesting part of traveling and walking the people that you met on, on, on your walks and the yeah. stories. And that's why, you know, I love talking to people like you on, on the podcast because it's, it's amazing. See. And the, uh, the Appalachian trail I've heard. Oh is, my uh, God. Yeah. The PCT or the Appalachian, I don't know which one, but uh, you know, the, the, the PCT is like six months walking that that's hard stuff. I'm like, that's, that's, I was talking to some, uh, some pilgrims on the Camino and we were maybe, approaching um santiago and they were already planning the pct and i said i'm not going to do i'm no no chance there's no way I could also do my that. whole thing is like how do you take six months away of your life how do you make it pro i'm like you know to live in money i'm like i'm like this is a, a expensive way of yeah. of living i'm like and you know you know to travel i'm like i'm being a freelancer is not easy so sometimes you just have to do it and now with the whole situation we'll see where we where we take it but anyway yeah well, hopefully, hopefully, uh, hopefully things look better, and um, yeah, maybe we can cross paths and uh, do a little bit of a journey together somewhere. We'll of course, that will be amazing. You know, that's one of the things that I would love to. You know, get a bunch of of freaks like us and, and get to do you know travel or, or make it make us so about traveling to weird places and like, and you know, you have your home here if you want to ever visit Pamplona, the running of the bulls and. That I know the older Australians love it and, and, and get horned. We always said, you know, there's always an Aussie or a New Zealander or an American that gets, you know, wasted and, and horned by a, by a bull here. So, you know, uh, this is why, that's why I, I avoid those people and those things. I, I, I probably did that a lot years ago of like trying to trying to be around big, big events and festivals. But now I kind of go off on my own and do do things that nobody else is doing because it's uh, I, I find that it's a nice uh, experience to go off and do something that's a little bit different and when you go and do something so so strange from the norm uh, that you then you go and meet the people who are very interesting as well totally. because I meet I meet people who are doing these weird adventures as well and I go wow you're you're the kind of person I want to talk to right I know but then I realize that the reason we go and do these things is because we don't want to be talking to people <laughs> But then at the same time, you love to talk to people. I'm the same way. I'm so talkative. But I, right now, you know, as I as I look for other Caminos, I look for the more lonely, the more, you know, more scenery, like the, the Aragonese is one. You don't meet anyone in your walk. You just, you know, you, when you get to the albergue, there's like three more guys. And now they're looking for other things to do. I'm looking for those weird, you know, places. But then you love to talk to all these amazing people out there. And that's why the whole, you know, so started. I'm like, the Camino is about the people. Yeah. Life is about the people. You know, comedy is about the people. So, yeah. of course, it's, uh, it's, a great, it's a great place to meet people, but it's also a great place to spend time on your own as well. I, 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 I had many days where I just walked on my own, talked to myself. I sang. I was, I was having a great time. And I never got bored. It was funny. I was never bored once the entire walk. That, that's something that is incredible because really 30 days you have, you know, so many different times, so many different things going on that, that I really never get bored. No, I think, I think, 
Um, I mean, I my walk was probably 38 days or something because I did the extra 200 mm-hmm. or so. But um, I, I, yeah, there was never a day like I, I walked by myself for three days on the end back from um, from Muxia to Akarunya. And I got lost. Uh, one day I was actually genuine, genuinely scared. I, I had cut through some path and I thought I was in a, um, it, it felt like I was in a, in a scene from uh, Narcos or something where I was walking <laughs> through a, a field where I, I'm, I'm sure that they were growing marijuana or something. And I was climbing fences and there was a big, um, on, the, on the map, there was supposed to be a, a road and I, I got to a fence where the road was and the, there was a huge fence there and I couldn't cross the fence. It was, it was like a, um, industrial, like yeah. huge thing. It was almost like a military base or something. Yeah. You were walking and, into area 51. And then I had to go backwards through these woods and I, I realized I had no water. I had no food on me and it was getting darker and I was getting like, crazy going oh this is it this is how i die i <laughs> i will fall this is gonna be all right? after walking out all across the spains i'm gonna die because i decide to walk to a coruña and this lady who was trying to give me directions that day she will be on the news and she will say hey i told that guy yeah yeah oh, score check <laughs> uh, oh. but i would have died i would have died happy because it was just it was just me and my own brain just taking it seeing what happens i guess you know it's a nice way to 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 pass away i'm like you know at least you complete your camino and your camino in the death so i i I have that motto in life is something will happen i know i just i i I go off and i just go yeah we'll just see what happens and i agree you know the the same version is with the the camino provides and like and and you go to there you know something will happen i agree totally things will happen yeah Yeah, you just have to wait for it yeah, just don't plan too much and make sure you take some ibuprofen and you'll be right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the Spanish version, the 1,000 milligrams, you guys are too easy on drugs over there. Ah, oh, I know, I know. But you guys need to open your stores more often, you know? like uh, This is Spain. We do siesta, but we have alcohol and we enjoy, you know, we have the pros and cons. So, you, you know, uh, that will be another show for you, you know? It's one of the things that all the people freak out are like, why... Aren't the supermarkets open at 3.30? I'm like, it's summer, it's hot, people are sleeping at home and watching the Tour of France, and that's the way we sleep in the summer. Of course, that was the that was the time that most people turn up to a, to to a the, town. Yeah. And they, they want to go to a supermarket and nothing's open. So uh, it's frustrating, but I, I get it. I understand. That's a Spanish style. Yeah. Uh, no, problem. no problem anyway marcus best of luck with everything thank you so much for for being part of the podcast thank you for you know making people laugh and, and keeping you know the bright side of of the wall and let's hope yeah. we can see you soon one day you know here in australia or new zealand or in japan i bet one day we'll yeah. cross paths and and it will be fun for sure of course and if anyone uh, listening wants to follow what i'm doing uh, they can find me on on twitter instagram facebook yeah. uh your name is marcus it is marcus ryan and we'll put it on the on the notes of the of the podcast so they yeah. can find you on on because and follow you i encourage everyone to follow marcus's stories on instagram they are quite funny i'm like i'm not that funny i'm usually more serious but i <laughs> I, I love the way you do it all that and i think you know now this is is we really need if, i think uh also on my website uh it's marcus yeah is uh I have my blog and I, I wrote um, my diary there from the Camino. So I'm going to be using that diary to turn into the book. So 
yeah keep an eye out for that and, yeah uh, so I'm when will we expect the book coming out i'm like do you have a kind of like a date or maybe i'm like you know next oh, year no. next year is the sacobeo on the 15th of august will be the perfect you know day to to publish your book out there i'm like that's gonna be the big year for for the pilgrims so that would be a that's a good goal there so, you go i'm gonna set that goal for to have it ready by then then okay it's my fault you know 50 percent of the profits goes to el camino people You've given me a you've given me a challenge, and I'll I'll get my book done by then. Let's do that. <laughs> That's good. Then we will catch you up again on the 15th of August. You know, I'm signing you up right now. I'll put it on my calendar. We'll do a live with you to uh, promote your your. You know, maybe we can meet together in Santiago. Well, if I'm if I'm in. Uh... Edinburgh Fringe Festival in August. That's probably I'll definitely be in Europe, but uh, maybe I won't get to Santiago for then. But I, I'll be doing my show, and I'll, I'll bring it. I'll bring it to Spain straight afterwards. How's that sound? Perfect. I, I will help you with whatever you know you, you need, and we can do some some damage here in Spain too. Okay. Let's make that happen. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Marcos. Buen camino a Nultrella. Buen camino. Gracias, Jose. Thanks for listening to El Camino People, the podcast, with me, your host, Jose Maria Ordonaz. If you like our show and want to know more about the Camino Santiago, please check our website, elcaminopeople.com. And if you like your podcast, please go to Spotify, iTunes, uh, iVoox, or Google and leave us a good review that will help others, you know, to find us. And if you have any suggestions about a topic that you want to talk, you can leave us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or here on the website. You have the, the form right there in the, in the notes. So please feel free to send us whatever you know ideas you have about us. So, and anyway, thanks for being with us one more week. And we will be here next week. Till then, we'll try out.